Welcome to the High Frequency Females podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in and as always thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind it means we all need to heal face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. Hello, all you high frequency females and human beings. I have a pretty amazing human being on today's episode, and she definitely isn't one who holds back. So I do have to give you a warning if you have little ears running around, as there is quite a bit of swearing. This guest definitely brings out my potty mouth. We have Tamika Ciccolini. She is a hair and beauty mindset and well-being coach, focusing on bringing potency, depth and boundaries to the industry. Tamika is also passionate about vampire clients and how to protect yourself from these people. Now, you're probably thinking, well, I'm not in the hair and beauty industry, so I'm going to switch this one off. Well, don't. This episode is applicable to anyone in the service industry and anyone that pretty much has anything to do with human beings. So pretty much everyone. Plus, at the end, Tamika gives us some tips on how to take care of our own hair and why washing our hair every day is bad. Also, I do ask if you love this podcast, The High Frequency Females, we would appreciate if you subscribe or leave us a review. It helps us reach more amazing human beings like yourself who need guidance in raising their vibration and frequency one life issue at a time. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome, Tamika. Thank you. Hi. So, vampire clients. What the bloody hell is a vampire client? All right. Well, a vampire client in the hair industry, but in all service industry, is that kind of client that you basically with any interaction with them, you feel like they're sucking the energy out of you. So vampire clients is a term I came up with. It's not a professional term, but it's a term that I have always used through my career with my um, peers because they even sometimes just even seeing their name in your appointment book makes you go, ah, fuck. Like, (laughs) you know that your day is going to be fucked or you're going to feel shit after seeing that client. Yeah. And so where did your journey begin in this field of mindset coaching and helping people in that industry let the listeners get to know you all right so um I have been hairdressing for 22 years this year no 21 years this year sorry um I started when I was 15 I were did my school-based apprenticeship and was qualified by the time I was 18 I then went straight into commercial salons, so hair house, warehouse, price attacks, all the big salons, and became manager before my 21st birthday. Um, and 
decided also worked from home as well. So did mobile hairdressing or um, worked from home. And yeah, basically from there, I found that I loved the managing side of it, but I hated the pressures of commercial salons, um, having to meet deadlines and all that kind of stuff. That wasn't for me. Like, um, so I really love the personal one-on-one connection I get with my clients. So just before my I fell pregnant with my son nine, nearly nine years ago now, I started working full-time mobile and then went into a home salon once I fell pregnant. But I also became very run down. I was very stupid and had a newborn baby and went back to work when he was four days old. Um, and yeah, basically just got really run down. Like I worked full-time. I always put my clients first like I always went yeah even though I've got a four four day old baby I was gonna you know do my first client I was 24 hours out of hospital and that should have been my time and all in my head it was well one we need the money like and two it's my own business I don't want to lose my clients and three it was four weeks before Christmas everyone needs to head on for fucking Christmas don't they like so, so <laughs> I was one of those clients and I was like what are you doing yes yes you were Um, but I felt like I had to, like, I felt like I didn't, yeah, I didn't have an option. It was just, let's get them in, get it done. And, you know, I moseyed my way through all that. And then about two and a half years ago, my partner and I had a massive breakdown and we've been together 13 years this year. And we just, I realized that like my business, his business, everything, and obviously our son, he's always number one, but our businesses and our son were always bigger priority than um, us and yeah anyway I ended up having a massive breakdown and going to the doctors and sit then seeing a counsellor and that's where my mindset journey started so I realized that I had absolutely no boundaries in place but not only in my business but with friends and family and also with Dan like my partner as well like we had no boundaries for each other um, and yeah, that's where I really went. I've got to start implementing boundaries in all aspects of my life. Um, and then comes with that is obviously loss of clients, loss of um, friends, all that kind of stuff, because I realized I did have a lot of clients that weren't aligned with me and also friends that weren't aligned with me as well. But because once I put my boundaries in place, they didn't like it. They couldn't walk all over me. They couldn't get what they wanted. Like clients couldn't get a Sunday appointment and things like that. So yeah, that's where it kind of went, you know, mindset over Matt, like I really needed to put that in place and yeah, make it work for me. But then I've also started to realize with COVID and the pandemic that service-based industries don't have that. That we don't, we're not taught that I should say. Some people are very good at it, but some people we're not taught it and some people can't do it because they are afraid to lose their clients and they are afraid to lose their business. And especially with the pandemic too, it's, been so hard for hairdressers and beauty therapists like especially obviously in Victoria and places like that they got shut down so often and they had so much income loss that they were just taking on everyone and anyone they could so yeah my job is to now I feel very aligned to teach the service-based industries whether it be hair beauty lashes nails you know, even I've got a tattoo artist that follows me and is going to be doing one of my courses as well to put boundaries in place with our clients and really work on us so we can then service them better. Yeah. And I just have to put it out there for anyone that's listening, like you put so much content out there on all your socials that, you know, are free. And I even get so much value from what you're putting out there. So I can only imagine, you know, what your courses and, you know, your one-on-one coaching even 
like you put out for that. So I really want you guys to check Tamika out. We'll add all of her social contents to the show notes as well as at the end of this episode as well. So you definitely want to check her out. But, you know, for me, I can create boundaries quite easily. But for people that are in those service industries, and like you said, it was very difficult with the pandemic that you don't want to lose customers, you don't want to, you know, lose income. Where is that balance? How do you start to put those boundaries, um, especially because there is a lot of fear around setting boundaries? There is a lot of fear for setting boundaries, but I think what we need to realize is boundaries aren't a bad thing. And I think people um, definitely always think they are and they think, yeah, we're going to lose clients. We're going to lose friends, you know, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, you've got to work out what your values are. Like, what do you value most? I know for a fact, yes, I need my job to survive and I need my job for money. And I, I definitely don't want to give the wrong impression. I don't, I love my career. I really do. I have a massive passion for hairdressing and I love that hairdressing for me isn't just about doing hair. It's getting to know my clients, it's getting to know their families, but it's also like a massive self-esteem boost for them when they walk out. Like someone can walk in and be totally like down and out but then they walk out a totally different person and they're like their whole aura and everything has changed. But what I started to do was um, started to make sure, especially for my business being at home, when I was started putting my boundaries in place, I started making my policies very direct, very clear, very seen as well. Um, I think a lot of the times, especially home salons and stuff, we don't have those policies in place because we kind of belittle ourselves a bit. And I went through a stage of this too, like, oh, I'm just a home salon. Like, I just, I'm not a big salon. I don't need that cancellation policy. Oh, no, they're fine. They'll do, they won't do that to me again. Well, yeah, they fucking will. Like, they do it 10 times in a row. And then you're like, oh, hang on, they keep doing this. It's not fair. So I really started off slow and put policies in place and um, made them very, like, put them all over my Facebook and Instagram, my socials. Things from cancellation fees to actually giving myself direct opening hours as well. I was working six nights a week, like five nights a week in six days. Like it was ridiculous. And that was with a baby at home too. So putting those small boundaries in place in just the policies before then working on obviously individual boundaries with particular clients when we come to vampire clients definitely helps them know what to expect and what they can and can't push you on as well. Yeah. And I know for myself being that I've been in the service industry, knowing your value and your worth is so important. Was there a time Definitely. in your life that you were like, okay, I need to put what I value first? Yeah, definitely. So it, when it was about two and a half, three years ago, when Dan and I had our breakdown, I think for me personally, it was a massive shift for me. I became a mother and I really struggled with becoming a mother. I was, um, I've always been everyone's strong person. Like mm-hmm. I'm always everyone's fixer. Everyone comes in and gives me like, you know, can open up at a drop of a hat. Like half the time, most of my clients don't even get out. What are we doing today? They're already opening up about their fucking private life, their sex life, their fucking, you know, family dramas, everything. Like I'm that person that everyone comes to and I'm everyone's strong person. So when I was strong, there was no one there. Like when I, sorry, when I was broken, sorry, there was no one there. Well, there was very little people there. And I felt like I had to still put on that strong face. So that really broke me mentally. Um, And it wasn't even just that, like, I think 
it broke me mentally, but it also made me realize that I wasn't true to being true to myself and true to my values. And I was missing out on a fucking shitload of time with my son. Like he was here, but I was preoccupied with clients. Like I didn't, I wasn't enjoying my time with him because there was clients still, you know, at my home getting a service done. Um, and that made me go back and go, you know, what? I need to work out what, what I want for this life and what actually is more value to me than spending, you know, 60, 70 hours a week with clients. So yeah. that was my rock bottom. Yeah. And I know being that, you know, I was your client. So I loved hearing yeah. your stories so much. I think your stories <laughs> just lighted up my world. <laughs> And, you know, I'm a true addict to anything that's like passenger shaming on Instagram of, on flights and shit customers yeah. and clients that, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are in the hair and beauty industry. So I love hearing their stories of crap customers. Yeah. I worked in retail for so many years. But, um, you know, when you get that terrible client and there's a few stories you've told me of clients that are <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but oh, yeah. How do you tell them to piss off when, you know, they don't align with you anymore? How do you sever that relationship? So it depends on if you want to completely sever them or if you like, if you want to, so I call it divorcing my clients. Yeah. We have a right to divorce our clients. And 100%. This is another... We have the right to divorce whoever the fuck we want in our lives. Exactly. Right? But I think when it comes to a professional sense, people think they don't like, they don't think they're allowed to divorce their clients. They don't look like they look at them as dollars where I don't look as my, at my clients as dollars. Yes. They're bringing me an income, but I'm not looking at them as a dollar sign. They're a human. They're a human that supports my business. That is support that then supported by supporting my business is then supporting my family. Mm -hmm. And I also look at them and I like, I care for each and every client in a certain way. But if I start to become unaligned or I find I have a new client that come in, comes in that I'm not aligned with, I'm very direct and I'm very blunt. And Tiana knows this, she's nodding yes. her head massively. <laughs> like I am very blunt and I am the one that will actually turn around and say, I really just don't think we're aligned. I really don't think I can actually give you what you want or what you desire with your hair. And I would suggest trying to find someone else um that I can do face to face but majority of people can't mm -hmm. like it is a very direct approach um but in saying that as well like you don't have to be that that direct like you can give them a second chance but also set expectations for the next appointment and it all comes down to especially as a hairdresser the consultation mm -hmm. like we walk in and a new client walks in and we you know we set the tone straight away like if we're setting the tone from the moment they walk in and we're setting it as a wishy-washy, you know, we're not doing a direct con like consultation, we're not giving them honest feedback, like the whole, we all know, everyone, all hairdressers whinge about it, the whole box black to white. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like if we, if they walk in and say, I'm, you know, I've boxed blacked, but I want to be white in one appointment and you turn around and go, oh yeah, I think I can do it. When you know in your head, you're like, fuck's sake, I can't do it. Mate, I, I even get annoyed being that I, you know, I've got blonde yeah. hair, I get my foils, but I even know how hard it is when you go from balayage just to back blonde, yeah. let alone box dyed black to yeah. <laughs> blonde. And it is. And, but the thing is though, like, and I'm sure you've probably experienced it with other hairdressers as well. You know, people can give you an expectation. You walk in and the expectation is to, like, they say yes, but then you're expecting something else. Then you walk out and you go, actually, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Where I'm very direct in my consultations. And that's one of the courses that will be coming up in the next six months as well is how to 
be honest and do proper consultations because I think that's very forgotten as well. And that's just not hair as well. That's in most service-based industries again. Like we need to be from the set, like straight from set your tone straight from the start. Yeah. Like if, you know, and it's also not even just with the hair or the consultation of the actual service, it's what they expect from you. So if you then, if they walk in 10 minutes late and you're okay with it, well, they're going to turn up 10, 15 minutes late and then 20 minutes late and then 30 minutes late. And they're like, oh, okay, you've been all good in the past about it. When really inside in your head, you're going for fuck's sake, this is going to fuck up my whole day. Yeah. So I think it's setting the tone in all of your boundaries from the get-go is definitely needed. For existing clients though, it's harder. Mm -hmm. Like if you've got an existing client that is obviously pushing those boundaries, that's when you need to have a conversation and go, hey, just wanted to let you know, this is the policy. Like I've got a policy about turning up late. If you're more than 10 minutes, it's late it's gonna stuff up my day I'm not doing it so yeah. if someone's five minutes late I'll send them a text message straight away you've got five minutes to get here yes and they get charged 50 percent if they don't if they do turn up late and I can't do the appointment because why should I like but my clients know this because I've set those boundaries from the start yeah. I've made it very clear they all get sent the policy form at when they book their appointment they're very aware of it. So yeah, it's setting that intention from the very start about everything. You have to be direct and clear about it. Yeah. And being that you are in like contact with a lot of people and like you said, you know, you've got your vampire clients and, you know, people that drain you, you've, you know, we all have personal lives that take toll on us too. What were the signs that you felt that you were burnt out? Um, so for me, it was physical exhaustion. Um, also, I was extremely snappy and the emotional side of it. Like I'm not an overly emotional person, but I was like poor Dan and Hartley would just cop it every night. Like, And I came to realize as well that the one of the main reasons for my relationship breakdown was burnout, but also I was lacking communication. I was lacking communication with my nearest and dearest in what I needed because again, I've always been that strong person that I always could just do everything. Um, so for me, I felt extremely overwhelmed and I actually got to the point where I was having like uh, anxiety attacks and so my chest and everything was hurting. And yeah, I was, I was at a bad point. I didn't realize, but now I sit, once I sat back and reflected on it, I realized that the small things were really I should have noticed the small things and I now notice them now. If I'm starting to feel burnt out, I'm emotional, I'm snappy, I'm tired um, and the physical tired is more for me. But also it's the little other little things of like booking in clients and like I didn't want to work. I didn't want to step the 10 feet out my door to my caravan, caravan salon because it was like it was such an effort and I felt mentally drained with every single client when I knew that they weren't the traditional my vampire client like they were someone I would normally enjoy so for me once all that hit hard I was like all right things have got to change like I don't want to be hating my career that I've worked so hard for and I know I have a passion for um so yeah I really struggled with even just going to work basically yeah. Yeah. So if people that were in your position and in the service industry, what do you recommend they they do to take those next steps of being able to help themselves? Well, I definitely think if you are starting, it depends it's always depending on what situation you're in. So obviously if you're self-employed, it is a totally different situation to if you're in a salon-based um, environment. Um, if you're 
work like yourself you're employed by someone obviously you can go to your managers and things like that and definitely have the conversation that you're feeling burnt out and this is why but I really think as well and this is where I hope to change the industry we don't have counselors that are actually there for the hair and beauty industry like the hair and beauty industry don't have many some emotional support networks we have the odd um, business coaches and that that dabble in it but um, my my coaching business is all on the mental health side of it and how we can obviously reduce the burnout as well because um, I've definitely noticed the burnout in the hairdressing industry is insane like there's a lot of hairdressers changing careers at the moment um, purely because they are burnt out so yeah it's it's probably the top couple of tips would be for me is creating those boundaries with your clients also knowing when to even being self-employed stop replying to clients like that's the other thing you know you've got to separate your work and your home life and I think a lot of people that are working from home struggle with that um and even owners salon owners and things like that struggle with that as well like you know you get a text message from a client at 10 o'clock at night you want to reply to it because you're instantly thinking dollars when you know you should be in bed like that's the hardest thing but yeah basically I'd be setting my tone early I would be creating those boundaries early putting really strict policies in place but then yeah if you're starting to notice the burnout definitely reaching out and having that support network around you whether it be your colleagues your um you know your employees or even if you're self-employed family or friends that you can do like you can speak to as well yeah and so what would be the hardest thing out of everything from your whole journey and then the point that you were like, okay, it's going to be okay? Um, the hardest thing for me was probably everything feeling like it was falling apart at that one time. Like I kind of feel like everything was in a heat, my relationship, family relationships. Like it was a very stressful time at that point when I actually had my breakdown. And it wasn't until I walked into our family doctor who we've known pretty much since my son was born and I walked in and I looked at her and she's like oh you look really tired and I was like yeah I actually really am and then I just started crying and I'm not a crier like I just burst into tears um and then I started seeing a counselor that I really aligned with I actually went to two or three that I you know felt too clinical like I was like oh, I fucking, you know feel like I'm sitting in a hospital clinic like yeah I don't want to talk to this 80 year old old man about my problems like he doesn't understand it so I, I found a counselor that was around my age and I aligned with her and it was extremely hard for me to put in boundaries because I've always been everyone's savior so yeah. and it's not just even personal life in career as well like I'm everyone's savior like my clients walk in looking for advice so the boundaries of the first six to 12 months of putting boundaries in with even clients was like actually did my head in like I would come in like while the client was processing I'd make an excuse to come inside and have a even just have a two minute break on my phone just to clear my head and I at the, I'd find myself sitting on the bed crying because I felt like I was neglecting my client like and then once I my clients started to see the pattern of me needing that time and okay she's going to go inside or she's got to do this while they're processing or whatever um that's when I went, okay, this is what I need. I'm doing this for me and I feel better and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and I'm actually getting to spend time with my son after school and, you know, that kind of stuff. I get to take into his BMX and whatever else and actually enjoy it and not feel like I have to sit there and reply to the 20 messages I have. So that was kind of the light at my end of my tunnel. Like, I'm not going to lie, those first fucking six to 12 months was hard putting those boundaries in place because I'd never done it before. Like, they weren't expecting it. Um, and then, yeah, once they started to go, oh, 
I'll just have my coffee and you go do what you have to do. And I'm like, yes, sweet. Like they're, they're getting this. Like it was like training a puppy. Like I felt like I needed to give them a cookie to say thanks. Like it was, yeah, it was, that was my, my, I'm doing this for me and I'm, I feel good about it. Yeah, great. And, you know, you keep saying over and over, over like alignment, alignment, alignment. And I know myself, I get extreme anxiety and depression and it's something that I, you know, deal with every day. It's something that, you know, I'll probably have to deal with forever. But it's okay to, you know, change your practitioners. Like, you know, if you have a counsellor that doesn't work for you, you can change. Yeah, And it's not scary. You know, you just find someone that's right for you. Yeah, definitely. And I think I keep saying alignment too, because um, I feel like, especially when my son, like I was, my son was born, I felt like I lost myself. And like you, Tiana knew me before me having my son as well. And I felt like I was quite, I was always a go-getter. Like I was always working in a salon, working like from home or mobile as well. And always busy, busy, busy. But once I had my son, like he, you're not your main priority, like he is. And then obviously then I put my business first and like my relationship and then me I was always last so me for now like right now in this moment like I look I actually had a bit of a moment a couple of days ago and I was like my life isn't aligned with what I want like I have lost toxic friends I have distanced myself the from the people I need to um you know my I know that my business this business is just going to take off this is what I'm destined to do like I'm destined to help people and I'm also destined to hairdress though. Like I will never give that up. I love that. That is my creative passion. And yeah, I do. I would love to do it just for the love of it, like eventually. But I know with the coaching coaching, and I'm also doing my counseling diploma, like that's, this is my destiny. Like I now know that I'm aligned for this. And, you know, after doing hairdressing for 20 years, it's fucking scary going back to study full-time as well. Um, and do also do something that's, even though it's in the same industry, like it's different. I am not actually physically touching these people like I'm more touching their minds and that's that's really was really scary but and I'm still working through that but I also think like for me alignment is massive now like if I don't feel that alignment with anyone catch you like and you know what as soon as I saw it on your socials and everything this is what you're doing I was like Fuck yes, I need to get her on the podcast because I knew that this is something you're going to just blow this industry wide open and it's what people need at this time and to see that, you know, you're aligning with your goals and it's, I'm going to start crying thinking about it because I think you just add so much value and I just feel that you connect with people in a way that is so relatable and honest and blunt you know I love bluntness because yeah and I think think that's I think that's where I also had what I'd also lost like I pride and I know I know I keep bringing it back to like the birth of my son but I feel like I really like became this shell of a person like I wasn't as blunt as I normally would like if people were pissing me off I'd be like yeah whatever like but now like I'm like yeah no actually hang on like and I was like that before and for some reason I I just lost myself and yeah now it's you know this is my passion like I, I I pride myself on my honesty yeah and it's a beautiful thing because not a lot of people in this world can be as honest and set those boundaries and you know really establish where you stand with people 
as well. Yeah. And I know for myself, when I have people in my life that, um, you know, don't set boundaries and I don't know where to stand, where I stand with them, I yeah. avoid them with, with every part of my being because I feel like it devalues me as a person essentially like I'm not being true to myself and it it, like you said it doesn't align so getting that alignment is just yeah definitely and like this is this is what I really like my first client my first two courses are um, vampire clients and people pleasers and they're small master classes that are going to be run live but they're too big I think and the reason I sort of started off with these straight away and not just hit straight hitting into boundaries is these are things that are spoken about within the industry, but not spoken about out loud. Like you'll make the snide comment about, oh, here comes Joan Smith. Like she's in today. Oh my God, God help me. Like we'll talk about that with our, our peers, but you know, I think clients need to be educated too. And while I'm not necessarily targeting the clients right now, I still think that clients need to be educated. And it's funny because my business coach messaged me the other day and I appreciated it so much because she said, I'm not a hairdresser. I'm not, I'm a personal, like she's a personal brand coach. And she said, I went to the hairdressers and I was sitting there and I started like going on and on and on about like my life. And then actually had to stop myself and went, actually, she doesn't know to hear this. So I asked her about her day and I didn't know half the shit that was going on in her life. And I've been with her, like I've been with her for six years. So to me, that was like a big thing as well. Like it's like, I'm actually teaching the clients as well. Like, and yeah, Tiana even did it. Like, am I a vampire client? But you know. But you (laughs) have to admit as a a client, I would always ask about what was going on in your life. Always. Yes. Didn't I? you did. Yes, you did. Because I love the goss. Yes. (laughs) Yes, she did. She did. I, I will pride her on that. But there is, it is surprising how many clients actually don't ask. Or when they do ask, they actually don't listen. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And I think um, I found even in my life, and this is where alignment came, comes back into play again, I even found my friendships were like that. Like I had just left a very toxic friendship and um, look, she's probably going to listen to this, but, you know, good on her. Hey, friend. But, <laughs> hey, friend. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, at the time it was really fucking hard and I actually felt like, you know, she should have been there at the time when we, I was having my big breakdown, but I didn't even feel like I could go to her because she wouldn't listen. Mm-hmm. Like there was no actually listening skills in place for her. It was, oh, you'll be okay. Like, and then would go on her, you know, her rant about her toxic life and things like that. So for me, and that was another thing with alignment. Like it, if like that whole relationship was not aligned for me anymore. I've grown. That's not what I want. So, and the thing is when it comes to your career and your clients and stuff like that, you can say no to them. Mm -hmm. Like you can divorce them and things like that. And there's so many professional ways to do it. Like you don't need to be as blunt as me and say, I'm divorcing you. Um, But you know, there is, there is so many professional ways to do it. And I think we all need to realize that not every person like we're not, we're not there for every person. There's like 10,000 hairdressers in a small capacity of a couple of suburbs. So, you know, there's always going to be a hairdresser out there for them. And the next head, the next client's going to walk in your door who is aligned for your values. So yeah. that's what's important. Cool. Now let's get to some fun stuff. So okay. I've got some questions that I totally haven't prepped you for. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was coming. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I... I'll tell you how many times I do it afterwards, but how often should you wash your hair in a week? 
Okay, so this really comes down to your lifestyle. But I only wash, as a hairdresser, I only wash my hair once a week. Um, but then I also am not a sweaty head or anything like that. It is recommended a couple of times a week. So two to three times a week. Every hairdresser you speak to is going to be totally different though. So if obviously if you're a gym junkie and you're sweaty, you can do it as often as you need to. It's not recommended daily. And it also comes down to if you're blonde and brunette and your your, um, hair texture and everything like that. But I would say I usually recommend two to three times a week, depending on, on your hair. But I'm a once a week girl. I'm not going to lie. I'm a once a week too. Unless (laughs) I've been like really going at the gym and then it's maybe like two times. Yeah, me too. But I'm a week is like my max. Yeah, I'm I'm like dry shampoo that, get that. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay. (sighs) So. Next one. Come on, bring it. (laughs) With your hair, should Mm -hmm. you or should you not cut your own fringe? Fuck no. Oh my god, no way. And I do not care what life drama or fucking trauma you are having. Do not cut your fringe. Okay. (laughs) That's a straight fuck no. So I do this naughty thing where if I'm just sitting there, I'll grab the ends of my hair and if I see a split end, I'll cut it. Is that bad? Are you still fucking doing that? Yeah. (laughs) oh my god no leave it to your hairdresser i know but it's just the ends i just don't want any like i don't know why i do it but that is why you go to the hairdresser every what do you go every six weeks five every five five there you go then they trim it every five weeks (laughs) yes Yes, let them do do it with professional scissors (laughs) that are sharp oh Oh my god okay okay so what is the worst thing that you could do to your hair the worst thing you can do to your Besides hair. Besides box dyeing. <laughs> home, home bleaching. It's not box dyeing, it's bleaching. Okay. People that walk into like places like Glamico and things like that and buy the professional bleach and try to do it themselves and then turn their hair to jelly, that is the worst thing that you okay. could be done to your hair. Because you're change, totally changing the structure of your hair. You also don't understand what level you're already starting at and how like how many levels and reflex and all that. Like, it is scientific, so, you know, we're not just hairdressers. It is science, so definitely do not touch the fucking bleach or lightener at home. Yeah. So I... You're about to dob yourself in again? Yeah, probably. No. No, I'm actually <laughs> really good. I never, ever buy shampoo and conditioner from the supermarket, ever. Good. I always, always use professional. Now, why do we use professional shampoo and conditioner? And what is the difference? between you know supermarket shampoo and professional oh here we go okay do you have car insurance yes right should we all have car insurance bloody oath we should right so do you invest in your hair every five weeks how much do you spend on your hair every five weeks like i think the other day it was 250 ish right so 250 dollars, and then you're spending how much on your professional products every what two or three months of last year Oh, if not longer, because I yep. wash it once a week. Um, right. So my shampoo and conditioner costs $60 for both shampoo and conditioner. Right. Together. So your professional shampoo and conditioner that is $60 for two or three months or longer is your insurance for your color. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. That's the way I describe it to my clients. You wouldn't walk in, you wouldn't go and buy a 50000 60000 100000 new car and not have insurance, would you? No. And drive it down the road. So why would you spend $250 on your hair every five weeks and then not use professional products? 
And so what does shit shampoo and conditioner do to your hair? Because I know like when I see people get it, they go through it so quickly. Yep. So one is usually full of silicones and all the nasty stuff as well. And the silicon can then affect colouring. It can f- affect lightening. Um, it can also make your hair feel slimy. So sometimes with like um, certain products that have high silicon in it, I'm not naming any names, but um, it has, it has, it can actually make your hair feel really slimy and slippery. Um, but then when we're going and colouring it and things like that, you're going to find that it will um, like actually affect the color. So there's been situations which I've only had one or two in my career, but you can you as a hairdresser, you can usually tell if they're using supermarket shampoo and conditioners and if they're lying to you as well, just for everyone that's non-hairdresser listening. Um, we know when you're using shit shampoo, um, but it can actually have a chemical haircut. I've had one of those instances before. I've so seen it on TikTok where like someone was getting the hair foiled and it was like steaming. Yeah, it melts. It's ridiculous. Yep. Because it's a silly, it's a chemical reaction. So it causes a chemical haircut, but not only that, it can stop um, lightener from lightening properly. It can also um, stop the color from penetrating properly, which means you won't get longevity out of your color. Yeah. There's so much that can happen. So definitely avoid it. And as I said, like your professional products, your insurance for your hair, mm-hmm. like you're spending 250 bucks every four, five, six weeks. Why, why not spend an extra 60 bucks for a few months worth of product? Yeah. Now, so the listeners know, Tamika's actually my mom's hairdresser and I'm dobbing her in because she uses shampoo and conditioner from supermarket. Oh, I know. She nope. is terrible. Every time she comes to visit and I go to her house, I always get up her for having shit shampoo and conditioner because I have to always Good. bring my own. <laughs> She's terrible. Terrible. I'm going to order her some and just have it there ready for her next time. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Just let me know. I'll even fucking buy it because it's almost her birthday, I think in like September, and I might organise that with you to get it ready. Hope she's not listening um, right now. But. She's going to be listening. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be putting an order in for a bloody new straightener or something Oh, next. bloody hell. Bloody hell. She's using my old hair, GHD hair straightener from back in the oh day. My, my first ever one that I bought She's got. Meanwhile, I've gone through six GHDs since then and have oh now gone to a cloud nine, which has lasted ages. So I'm very happy with my cloud nine. She's still on your original GHD. Yeah. From Fucking tight ass. I know. From, no, but it's, it works amazing. It's nothing even it wrong does. with it. Probably because <laughs> she only straightens her hair once every month, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Um. So one last one for you. How do you not be a shit client? So basically I think it comes down to not being a shit person, not just a client. Okay. <laughs> so if you, I think it comes down to communication and it comes down to also knowing that your hairdresser has her own life and her own things going on, him or her, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's not, you know, we need to just stop and think about what we're telling our um, hairdressers and beauty therapists or lash artists or whatever. Like we don't, you know, would you sit down to a stranger and absolutely deflect the rest of your life, you know, tell them the whole life story and all the dramas? No. So maybe just, we just need to stop and think and also pay attention to our client, like our hairdresser and, and see if we, you know, if, if we're not wanting to listen, we're not wanting to listen. So you can tell by people's body language, but also I think too, respecting those boundaries, respecting the policies, all of that makes you a fantastic clients. And they're the clients that we want to be aligned with and we want to be coming back every five, six weeks. And that is what would not make you a shit client. 
is just being human, respecting our boundaries and yeah, not unloading every single time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what do you want the people in the service industry that, you know, what are your last thoughts? What do you want to get out to the world? And yeah. Um, I think what we need to do as a service industry is look after ourselves because if we're not right and we're not mentally like feeling fantastic, how the fuck are we going to look after our clients? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing is I think it's time for us to put us first and not people please everyone and not just, you know, it always be about them. I think it's time to really just look after ourselves and put the hard yards in and do the courses and yeah, look after our mental health because we are our biggest investment. So we need to look after us. 100 percent now Tamika you've got your ebook you've got your online courses you've got your one-on-one coaching where can our listeners find you um so the best place to find me is instagram and that's Tamika underscore hair underscore beauty underscore coach um you'll find that all on my link tree in the profile there I've got a masterclass going next Monday which is the vampire clients and then a pre-recorded coming out the following week which is about people pleasing in the um, service industry so yeah definitely I'm excited to do those two masterclasses and bring out all the goss and all the potent information so yeah I'm excited amazing now when you say next Monday what Monday what's that date so Monday the 18th is the masterclass for the vampire clients, um, but it will be recorded as well. So you can purchase it at any time through the link on the Instagram. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me tonight. Um, it was thank just you. such an amazing catch up. So I can't wait for all the listeners to reach out to you, connect with you because you truly have some amazing things to add to this world that I know is just going to add so much value to so many people's lives. So thank you so, so much, Tamika. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.